Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment news on Tiffany Haddish, Harry Styles and Chris Pine, LeBron James and Drake, Ozzy Osbourne, The Weeknd, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. My name is Hunter Hayes. I know myself, and I know my buzzed warning signs. One shot is about knowing my limits, or not necessarily knowing my limits. I start with one shot to have a good time. One of the signs that I'm starting to feel a little buzz is when I start solving not only my own problems, but the entire world's problems. When I know I'm going out, I know I'm going to start with calling for a ride. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. At age 30, Carissa finished her high school diploma. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, you can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. Tell me what you think. Be serious about it. Give me a call at 347 637 2656. And press the number 1, that's 347-637-2656, and press the number 1. Also, like us on Facebook, just go to facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at thatsentertain1, that's T-H-A-T-S, entertain, and the number 1. You can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto14, stiletto like the shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. You can also follow me on Instagram at T. Jones Gibbs, that's T-J-O-N-E-S-G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a cloudy 72 degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout-out to all my listeners out there. Thank you for once again for joining me and hanging out with me on this Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday morning or Wednesday evening, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for all your love and support. So how has everyone been? How's your week been so far? How was your Labor Day weekend? Uh, I must say, mine was a very uh, nice weekend. Uh, we, My husband, it was my uh, birthday weekend for my husband. Me and my family, we hung out. We had a great time, and I hope you guys had a great weekend as well. Uh, this week on today's show, we're going to be talking about uh, actress and comedian Tiffany Haddish. Uh, she and fellow comedian Ari Spears are in some really serious trouble after they are responding to a uh, child grooming lawsuit, which was which was filed against them. Uh, apparently, um, they've been charged with a uh, like a almost like a uh, it's a lawsuit involving um, children. And almost to the point where, uh, 
it's they're getting in trouble for what they did with a skit. It was called through a pedophile eye, eyes, and the skit had went viral on social media, which involves some children. I'm going to tell you uh, more about it. Uh, Harry Styles and Chris Pine. There is a, a video out there of the two at the Venice Film Festival, and there's a video out here showing that it looked like uh, Harry Styles had spit on Chris Pine. Now, a representative for Pine denied that the incident occurred, calling the uh, story ridiculous, and uh, social media had went into a craze following the world premiere of Olivia Wilde's um, film Don't Worry Darling. So we're going to tell you more about it, about this video with the two actors. It earned over about 1.4 million views. Also this week, LeBron James and Drake are currently being sued by a man by the name of Billy Hunter for $10 million. According to the report, the basketball player and the Canadian rapper are accused of stealing the intellectual property rights to a film about hockey tell you the latest and Ozzy Osbourne is scheduled to open this year NFL season with a halftime performance uh, the 73 year old is set to perform during the Los Angeles Ram versus Buffalo Bill game after un- undergoing a life altering surgery we'll tell you the latest and it was a tough weekend for the artist the weekend the superstar had ended his concert at the Los Angeles SoFi Stadium shortly after he began a Saturday concert saying that his voice went out. I'll tell you what happened. And the, uh, I don't know if you guys took advantage, uh, September 3rd was National Cinema Day where uh, people across the country took advantage of going to the movies on Saturday, September 3rd, only with the uh, just charging $3 just to go to see a movie. So, and it was a huge success. I'll tell you uh, what they're thinking about doing uh, in the future. So this is just the beginning of the show. Uh, Let's start with Tiffany Haddish. She has spoken out for the first time in response to the child grooming lawsuit, which was filed against her and fellow comedian Aerie Spears. The comedian's response came shortly after the Through a Pedophile Eye skit went viral on social media. And making use of her Instagram account on Monday, September 5th, the 42-year-old comedian actress issued a statement that read this. She said, quote, I know people have a bunch of questions. I get it. I'm right there with you. Unfortunately, because there is an ongoing legal case, there's very little that I can say right now, unquote. Uh, Though Tiffany uh, further stated that clearly while this skit was intended to be comedic, it wasn't funny at all. And the former, the last OG star went on to say that she deeply regret having agreed to act in it. Uh, before concluding her post as writing, quote, I really look forward to being able to share a lot more about this situation as soon as I can, unquote. Tiffany, along with Aries, have been accused of grooming a 14-year-old girl and her 7-year-old brother and forcing them to film an explicit skit titled Through a Pedophile's Eyes. Uh, they are now being sued by the siblings identified as John Jane Doe, now 22, and John Doe, now 14, in the legal doc. Both siblings claim they have developed uh, debilitating social disorders. In the motion, the sibling's mother, uh, Triza Morris, alleged that she and Tiffany met through comedy and developed a close relationship over their respective divorces. It also stated in the paperwork that Tiffany called the family for every birthday and every Christmas. Around that time, Tiffany allegedly told Jane that she discovered a perfect role for the teen in her very own commercial, and according to the suit, Jane nor her mother were aware of shoot details while Tiffany and Aries were said to know the plot. Uh, the said skit shows a woman who repeatedly left her child alone with a man who lusts after him. There was also scenes of the child wearing minimal clothing, uh, including being in a bathtub as Aries' character watched on before getting in. There was a, uh, a part when um, lotion got involved, and when Aries was looking at the boy, R. Kelly bump and grind 
grind would play in the background. In response to the child abuse allegation, Aries' attorney, Deborah Opry, said that her client isn't going to fall for any shakedown. And Tiffany lawyer, uh, Andrew Brettler, echoed a similar statement. Uh, They said that, quote, the plaintiff mother, uh, Triza Morris, had been trying to assert those bogus claims against Ms. Haddish for several years. Every attorney who had initially taken on her case, and there were several, ultimately dropped. The matter once it become, became clear that the claims were meritless and Ms. Haddish would not be shaken down. And then I see that there was reports that they were thinking about, um, that they were saying that the, the Los Angeles County District Attorney Office um, was saying that the, the woman... Uh, the mother, I guess, who was accusing Tiffany and Aerie Spears of child sexual abuse is asking for the, their immediate arrest in a new letter to the Los Angeles County uh, District Attorney Office. And in a letter that was obtained by people that dated Monday, the anonymous plaintiff going by Jane Doe asked for the Los Angeles County District Attorney, George Gascon, to immediately arrest and prosecute Haddish and Spears for the sexual assault and molestation of her brother, of and uh, my brother and me. That's what she said. Quote. So this is the woman who was the young the child that was uh, in the skit. Uh, the in the lawsuit that this lawsuit was filed again last week, and now she's 22 years old, and she claimed that she and her brother, younger brother, at the time of the alleged abuse, he was seven, and that they were groomed and filmed doing sexual explicit act under the guise of these, uh, this comedy sketch about paraphilia while unsupervised by a guardian. And uh, it's, it's, it's looking bad. Um, the Jane Doe, who alleged in her letter to the DA that her mom had filed a police report back in January of 2020 in Las Vegas about Haddish and Spears, and it was shifted to the Los Angeles Police Department, she alleged that their complaint was treated as not a priority, and investigators had not taken these uh, allegations seriously. So um, it's not looking good. It is not looking good. So um, the attorneys for Haddish, they did not re- immediately respond to people's requests for comment, and a rep for Spears referred to his lawyer a previous statement saying he isn't going to, again, fall for the check- shakedown. So this is some serious stuff. Uh, speaking of Aries Spears, uh, I don't know if you guys, uh, uh, I think uh, I think it was last week or two weeks ago when the uh, VMAs was on, uh, he had made a uh, comment about Lizzo in an interview calling her um, that she kind of looked like um, the shit emoji. And he went on the, he was caught on the fire for that comment, making it seem like he was fat shaming Lizzo, and he was, uh, you know, and, and and if you've seen Aerie Spears lately, um, he's uh, overweight, he's obese, he's not the best looking guy in the world, and he had a lot of nerve to say that she looked like this emoji. So he it went, he he was. He was under fire, and people went in on him on social media, and he played it down saying, oh, you know, I what he was saying, well, you know, what kills me about these women who was criticizing him for making that comment is that, you know, he said that you women, you instead of you uh, trying to uh, mention to Lizzo about, you know, getting in, uh, you know, stop posing nude, even though she's a, 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 a she's a, a voluptuous woman, saying that she he's saying that her fans should uh, tell her about posing nude on Instagram and showing her a voluptuous body, but he can't talk because <laughs> I mean seriously you you are one to talk so he was he got in trouble for that as well, and that was about maybe about a week or two ago. You know, the weeks are going by so quickly. 
But, uh, yeah, um, this is not looking good for Tiffany Haddish and Ari Spears. This is some serious, serious uh, accusation, and um, hopefully Tiffany will be able to uh, talk about it. Uh, Right now we have here about uh, 15 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. We're every week between uh, uh, 1 to 2 p.m. to this week we did 4 p.m. But every Wednesday afternoon I try to bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about it, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page and it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, make sure you like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at thatsentertain1. That's T-H-A-T-S, entertain, and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto14. That's S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. You can also follow me on the gram at T. Jones Gibbs. That's T-J-O-N-E-S-G-I-B-B-S. Also, uh, this week, uh, did Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine? A representative for Pine denied the incident occurred, calling such claims a ridiculous story. Social media went into a craze following the world premiere of Olivia's Wild Don't Worry Darling at the Venice Film Festival, where videos recorded from inside the theater show Styles apparently spitting on Pine although the act could not be 100% confirmed by the recording. One video of the two actors earned over 1.4 million views. Now, Pine Rep said in a statement to Variety, saying, quote, this is a ridiculous story, a complete fabrication, and the result of an odd online illusion that is clearly deceiving and allows for foolish speculation. Just to be clear, Harry Styles did not spit on Chris Pine. There's nothing but respect between these two men, and any suggestion otherwise is a blatant attempt to create drama uh, that simply does not exist, unquote. Now, a source close to the Venice Film Festival told Variety that there was no tension around Styles and Pine during the premiere and that a potential spitting incident was flagged by no one during the event. Variety has also reached out to Styles' representative. The alleged Style Pine spitting incident was the latest fiasco to hit the Don't Worry Darling press tour, which has been battling rumors for weeks regarding an alleged falling out between director Olivia Wilde and leading star Florence Pugh. The two did not pose together on the Venice, uh, Venice red carpet, um, nor did they embrace to look at each other much after the screening ended and the Venice audience gave the film a four-minute standing ovation. Warner Brothers will open Don't Worry Darling in theaters September 23rd. LeBron James and Drake are currently being sued by Billy Hunter for $10 million. According to a new report, the basketball player and the Canadian rapper are accused of stealing the intellectual property rights to a film about hockey. Hunter, who is a former longtime head of the NBA Players Association and ex-federal prosecutor, filed a complaint against the two stars in Manhattan State Supreme Court. In the lawsuit, he claimed that he holds the exclusive legal right to produce any film about the colored hockey league that existed from 1895 to the 1930s. In the suit, Hunter accused the four-time NBA champion uh, and the In My Feelings hitmaker and their entertainment companies of cutting a deal behind his back with the authors of Black Ice, The Lost History of the Color Hockey League of the Maritimes, 1895 to 1925, the critical acclaimed book that the documentary is based on. Hunter also lists the author, George and Daryl Fosty, as defendants. He claimed that the authors had violated the agreement to give Hunter the rights to produce a movie on the Black Hockey League, even after he paid the author a total of $265,000 for the movie rights to the story. Instead, they collaborate with James and Drake for Black Ice. In addition to the $10 million that he's seeking for, Hunter wants profits from the documentary. Directed by Oscar-nominated filmmaker Herbert Davis, Black Ice is set to be showcased at the Toronto International Film Festival on September 10th. 
Ozzy Osbourne is scheduled to open this year's NFL season with a halftime performance. The 73-year-old is set to perform on Thursday. Uh, that's tomorrow, uh, September 9th, during the Los Angeles Ram versus Buffalo Bill game after undergoing a life-altering uh, altering, uh, surgery back in June, a gig which followed his return to stage last month. Now, Ozzy will deliver a multi-song medley during the appearance held at the California SoFi Stadium, ready to rock for Thursday night football so that the, uh, so the uh, Los Angeles Rams announced the ha- halftime performance on Twitter. Now, Ozzy's performance also leads up to the release of his new album, Patient Number no. 9, due out later this year, and features appearances from Red Hot Chili Peppers, Chad Smith, Metallica's Robert Trujillo, and the Foo Fighters' late Taylor Hawkins. The Rock Survivor schedule is also packed as he is set to return to TV screens alongside his wife Sharon in a new 10-part reality series called Home to Roost, which focuses on their journey back home to the U.K. from America. Now, Ozzy, who suffers from uh, Parkinson's disease, was discharged from a Los Angeles hospital in June after undergoing what Sharon called a major operation that would determine the rest of his life. The Rock is also dealing with the fallout from a biking accident that left him with neck injuries, later worsened by a 2019 fall that resulted in 15 screws being inserted into his back. And I'm sorry, that's supposed to be Thursday. uh, uh, Oh, no, it was supposed yeah, that's supposed to be, uh, oh, I think the, the performing date on this article is wrong. It's supposed to be Thursday, I believe, September the 8th, 2022. Um, it was a tough weekend for the weekend. Uh, the superstar singer ended his concert at Los Angeles SoFi Stadium shortly after it began Saturday, saying that his voice went out. The Canadian chart topper, whose real name is Abel Tesfe, assured the audiences that everyone would get their money back and that he'll he'll, uh, hold another concert soon. The Canadian chart topper, whose real name is Abel Tesfaye, uh, said that uh, uh, in the middle of his uh, After Hour Till Dawn tour, which began in July, uh, his next concert is scheduled to take place September 22nd in Toronto with a second show in the city slated for the following day. Known for such songs as Blinding Light and Star Boy, The Weeknd is a four-time Grammy winner and a 13-time nominee. And Spider-Man No Way Home has found its way back to the top of the box office. A reissue of the 2021 movie leads the North American chart on Labor Day weekend nearly nine months after its original release. The Tom Holland starring movie brought in an estimated $6 million for the three-day weekend and $7.6 million for the four-day weekend. That's, however, the lowest gross for a number one Labor Day film in years. Now, following up at number two is another solid player, Top Gun Maverick, which remained in the top five on its 15th weekend. It adds on estimated $5.5 million over three days and a projected $7 million through Monday. The sequel to 1986 Top Gun has now officially crossed the $700 million domestically, becoming only the sixth in history to do so. The Tom Cruise star has brought in a total of $1.4 billion at the worldwide box office and is currently the highest grossing movie of 2022 so far. At number three is DC League of Super Pets, which take a leap from last number six with approximately $5.45 million. Bullet Train trails close behind at number four, falling two places from number two with an estimated $5.4 million. Meanwhile, last week's newcomer and champion, The Invitation, failed to lure more audiences on its second weekend and stumbled to number five with approximately $4.7 million. The victory of Spider-Man No Way Home re-release is largely due to a new major studio move released this this past weekend. 
Uh, it also benefits from the National Cinema Day, a one-day event where participa- participation locations sell movie tickets for prices as low as $3. As a result, more than 8 million consumers went to the movies on Saturday, September 3rd, compared to only 1 million the day before. Cinema Foundation President Jackie uh, Brenneman said, quote, that this event outstrips our biggest expectations. The idea of the day was to thank moviegoers for an amazing, amazing summer, and now we have to thank them for an amazing day, unquote. And I also heard that if this was very successful, that they're thinking about doing this every year. So let's see what happens. <laughs> right now we have uh, 25 minutes after the hour. Uh, coming up uh, after the uh, music break, uh, we're going to be uh, talking about uh, Sylvester Stallone. Apparently he has lost a chance to be an extra in the, in the Godfather movie. I'll tell you what happened and why he was snubbed. Also coming up after the music break, a Pitch Perfect star Anna Kendrick is stepping behind the camera to make her directorial debut with a true life thriller. I'll tell you more about it. And the story of boxing legend and the civil rights activist Muhammad Ali is being adapted into a new Broadway musical. And CNN will CNN will air a Dion Warwick. A documentary, and it will stream live for TV subscribers uh, at the beginning of the new year. All those stories and more coming after the break, so don't you go anywhere. Thank you. 
ride with a boss in the backseat, uh. A lot on my mind, I don't wanna think she come and relax me, huh. Diving at the water, breaststroke, tell me your thoughts, peep show. No on the mission, don't stop, respectfully. Come on, tell she better. Where's my name? Where's my name? Where's my name? The number one source for entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with the host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now we have 29 minutes left remaining in the show. That was the latest from Fibio Foreign featuring Queen Naja and Coy Leroy and What's My Name. Before we went to the music break, I was telling you about Sylvester Stallone. He lost a chance to be an extra in The Godfather, asking Paramount if he could be in the background of the iconic wedding scene in Francis Ford Coppola's classic 1972 crime film. Uh, the Rocky star was eventually snubbed because he was, not quote, the type of guy. The 76-year-old actor will finally get the chance to play a mobster in the TV series Tulsa King as he portrayed Dwight the General Manfredi and Sly Phil it has been worth waiting 50 years for. He said, quote, finally I get my gangster shot 50 years later, and that's perfect. Everything comes to those who wait. Unquote. Now, Stallone became a Hollywood superstar following his lead role in the Rocky franchise, but revealed that he has zero ownership of the series and is furious as a result. Uh, Sly believed that he's a victim of his own naivety as he did not want to upset any influential figures in the movie business at the time, and he was trying to establish himself in Hollywood. He said, quote, you don't want to ruffle the feathers of the golden goose, unquote. Um, and you also, um, if you haven't heard, Sylvester uh, Stallone is getting ready to um, this a talk that he and his wife, uh, Jennifer Slavin, is heading for divorce. Um, his wife, Jennifer Slavin, has a line of beauty products called Serious Skin Care, and they are fabulous products. you you got to check them out. For all the ladies out there who are into beauty, check out Jennifer Slavin's uh, beauty products called Serious Skin Care. She has uh, a... a, uh, a what you call it, a, a sunscreen that is so perfect. It doesn't leave that white residue. It's just, I've been using it for a couple of years now. It's it's just fabulous. Um, Pitch Perfect star Anna Kendrick is stepping behind the camera to make her directorial debut with the true life thriller The Dating Game. The film from a blacklist script by Ian McDonald is described as the stranger-than-fiction story of Cheryl Bradshaw, a bachelorette candidate on the hit 70s uh, TV matchmaking show, The Dating Game, who picked the funny and handsome bachelor number one, Rodney Akala. Uh, but Bradshaw's fairy tale date takes a terrifying turn when the bachelor drops his charming facade to reveal the truth. Now, Alcala is, in fact, a psychopathic serial killer. Now, Kendricks will also star as Bradshaw and produce the dating game through her Let Go Again uh, shingle. The film is currently in pre-production with principal photographers set for late October. Additional casting is ongoing. The story of boxing legend Philanthropist and civil rights activist Muhammad Ali is being adapted into a new Broadway musical developed in partnership with his wife, Lonnie Ali. Ali, announced on Wednesday by lead producer Richard Willis, will be written and helmed by the Olivier Award-nominated director Clint Dyer from Get Up, Stand Up, the Bob Marley musical. The show music will be by Teddy Abrams, the youngest musical director to lead a major American orchestra. 
The show, which is currently in the development phase, is being produced by Willis, Brooke T. Smith, and the Tribeca Workshop in collaboration with ABG Entertainment and Lonnie. It is expected to play a pre-Broadway engagement with more details announced at a later date. Additional creative team members will also be announced soon. All this, uh, I mean, uh, Ali is set to explore the life of the sport icon, born in 1942 in Louisville, where with the support of his mother in childhood and then later in life his wife, he was, he was set on the uh, path to become the greatest of all time. The musical is expected to go beyond his time in the ring, examining his life from the perspective of his work as an activist, entertainer, artist, and philanthropist, whose combined courage, confidence, swagger, compassion, humor, and optimism rally and united fellow activists during the American Civil Rights Movement before inspiring generations of activists and athletes. CNN, CNN will air uh, Dion Warwick, Don't Make Me Over, on Sunday, January 1st, 2023, at 9 p.m. Eastern with limited commercial interruptions. During its premiere, the documentary will stream live for TV subscribers on CNN.com, CNN OTT, and CNN Go. It will also be available on demand on the following day. Don't Make Me Over merges archival footage with personal artifacts from Warwick's life and career. It will also include exclusive interviews with her son Damon and David Elliott and friends including Clive Davis, Snoop Dogg, Barry Gordy, Elton John, Sissy Houston, Quincy Jones, Gladys Knight, Stevie Wonder, Valerie Simpson, and, and uh, more. A fan will also get... Um, Stories behind Warwick's hit single, That's What Friends Are For, Do You Know the Way to San Jose, Alfie, Heartbreaker, I Say a Little Prayer, and more. Back in February, it was announced that Dionne Warwick's focused documentary was acquired by CNN+. Plus. Less than a month after its launch, the streaming platform was shut down. However, that was merely a minor setback for the highly anticipated documentary. Fat Joe, um, his fame has, is continuing to rise as he is added as a media personality to his expanding resume. The musician has now been announced as the host for the 2022 BET Hip Hop Awards. Fat Joe is hip hop royalty. Has he has represented the art form and the Bronx, the birthplace of hip hop, throughout his outstanding musical career. The 2022 BET Hip Hop Awards are set to be taped from Cobb Energy Center in Atlanta, Georgia, on Friday, September 30th. The broadcast premiere will air Tuesday, October 4th at 9 p.m. Eastern on BET. And Chadwick Boseman has become an Emmy Award winner. Accepting the accolades for the late Black Panther actor was his wife, Taylor Simone Ledward, who said she is so honored to pick up the trophy on his behalf. For the record, Boseman won the award for his voice performance in the Disney Plus animated series, What If? He was previously up against Jessica Walter, F. Murray Abraham for Moon Knight, Julie Andrews for Bridgerton, Maya Rudolph for Big Mouth, Stanley Tucci for Central Park, and his What If co-star Jeffrey Wright. Bozeman sadly passed away at the age of 43 in August of 2021 after battling colon cancer. The late actor himself secretly married Lenward a couple of months before his passing. And uh, Tinky, Winky, Dipsy, and Lala and Poe have a new friend. Among Netflix's new preschool-centric shows announced Wednesday is a reboot of the Teletubbies, the beloved British children's show about four characters known for their gibberish language, their bright antennas, and the TVs on their stomachs. The unbreakable Kimmy Smith alum, uh, uh, Titus Burgess, will narrate the show, which will premiere on Netflix November 14. Each episode, including new original Tummy Tales songs that will have the entire family dancing along. The Teletubbies reboot joined a slate of new programming aimed at Netflix's youngest demographic. 
And Kenan Thompson doesn't anticipate dodging any angry celebrities while hosting this year's Emmy Awards, the Saturday Night Live star said in an interview published on Tuesday. He said, quote, he told the Associated Press, referring to Will Smith's slap of Chris Rock at the Oscars in March, he said, quote, that won't happen again. Even if I'm roasting someone, it shouldn't come across as any sort of malice, unquote. Thompson said that he is willing to have a heart-to-heart with anyone offended by his material, but he doesn't anticipate anyone rushing the stage after Smith's slap heard around the world. In the fall, Thompson will start his 20th season on SNL. He's already the longest-tenured cast member in the show history. Famously, partly for his music video bid on SNL, Thompson teased a possible musical number to open the Emmys on Monday at 8 p.m. on NBC. One thing's for sure, if Dwayne The Rock Johnson had accepted the gig, there'll be even fewer worries about the host getting slapped. I hear that. (laughs) And uh, an all-star cast of celebrities will have their work cut out for them in an upcoming Fox reality show. The network announced its forthcoming special forces, the ultimate test series on Wednesday, which is said to be a rather intense celebrity social experiment. Per the description from Fox, several major household names were recruited to participate in some of the harshest, most grueling challenges from the playbook of the actual special forces selection process. The feature stars won't face votes of elimination with each passing a week. In fact, the goal is purely survival as their physical, mental, and emotional resi- resilience is put to the test. The cast is comprised of Danny uh, Amadola, from a former NFL star, Melanie Mel B. Brown from the Spice Girls, uh, Hannah Brown from The Bachelorette, Tyler Florence from Celebrity Chef, Kate Goslin from John and Kate Plus 8, Dwight Howard, NBA star, Montel Jordan, fame passer and R&B star, Gus Kenworthy, Olympic uh, freestyle skier, uh, Nastasia Lukin, Olympic gymnast, Carly Lloyd, a former soccer player, Beverly Mitchell from Seventh Heaven, Kenya Moore from The Real Housewives of Atlanta, Mike Piazza, former MLB star, Dr. Drew Pinsky, Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Drew, Anthony Scaramucci, former Trump aide, and Jamie Lee, Lynn Spears from Zoe 101. Now, viewers will see the 16 selected stars endure a series of demanding training exercises led by directing staff agent Rudy Reyes, Mark Billy Billingham, Jason Foxy Fox, and Remy Avilecki, all of whom are a lead team of ex-Special Forces operatives. The cast's only way out is either forfeit due to failure or potential injury or be forced out by the agents. Special Forces, the ultimate test, is slated to premiere in January of uh, 2023. And uh, Jennifer Hudson will be receiving a blast from the past on the series premiere of her new daytime talk show. People revealed that Hudson will welcome Simon Cowell as the first guest of the Jennifer Hudson show, which premieres on Monday, September 12th. The reunion marks the first time that Hudson will sit down with Cowell, a former judge on American Idol, since she she placed seven on season three of the singing competition series in 2004. The talk show premiere will also coincide with Hudson's 41st birthday, and to aptly mark the occasion, the episode will be filled with celebratory moments and big surprises. The Jennifer Hudson Show will feature celebrity interviews, topical stories, community heroes, viral sensation, and music. Right now we have 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and I'll be back with the last remaining stories of the day, so don't you go anywhere. I 
That was Kendrick Lamar featuring Blast and Amanda Reefer and Die Hard. Right now we have 12 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, uh, in 2018, the official portrait of former President Barack Obama and forever First Lady Michelle Obama were unveiled at the National Portrait Gallery in Washington, D.C. Now a documentary about the historic work of art by two black artists, Kehinde Wiley and Amy Sherald, is coming to the Smithsonian Channel. Picturing the Obamas will showcase curators, journalists, and critics to discuss the way that the pair's portrait disrupted traditional presidential uh, portraitures and spur museums to reach new audiences. It will also follow the portrait's journey to various museums across the country. The film will also highlight the Obama's legacy through the lens of everyday people, including a Latina community organizer, a young artist from Southside Chicago, and a multi-generational member of the oldest black sorority as they visit the portrait and reflect on the meaning of the Obamas today. Barack and Michelle Obama are set to make an appearance in the film as well. Picturing the Obamas premiered on September 10th at 8 p.m. Eastern. 
Earlier this year, Nas and the Wu-Tang Clan announced their joint New York State of Mind tour. To many fans' surprise, one of the most prominent members of the hip-hop group has not been seen on stage. After it kicked off on August 30th in St. Louis, Missouri, attendees have expressed their unhappiness about Method Man's absence from the tour. The Grammy-winning rapper and actor took to his Instagram Live to address the matter. Live Nation released an official announcement ahead of the New York State of Mind tour, which did not clarify which Wu-Tang member would perform in each city. However, the company post did include Method Man in its promotional material, leading fans to believe he would be part of the tour. Now, this is what Meth said. He said, quote, these things happen and dudes do have to have to feed their families. Albums don't sell the way they used to. I'm pretty sure you guys know that. So in order to preserve my lifestyle and to feed my family, I have to have alternative means of doing that. And I'm glad to say at 51 years old, I have options. Not everyone can say that. Everyone cannot say that they have options. He also added that he loves the Wu-Tang Clan and wish he could be there on that tour with them. The booking came at a bad time. He was already booked to do a movie. Method Man said, quote, The only reason why I'm coming back saying this is because of my love for my fans, the real fans, not the ones that jump in your DMs and curse you the F out and call you all kind of uh, bitches, unquote. Method Man has taken a step back from music for now, although he did announce working with his son, Power, on a project back in June. As his acting career has continued to blossom, fans can look forward to seeing him play Davis McLean in the next season of Power Book 2, Ghosts. Blackpink is coming to your area. On Tuesday, the hugely popular South Korean girl group announced the upcoming Born Pink World Tour, which will see Blackpink perform 19 concerts in arenas and stadium venues across the United States, United Kingdom, and Europe throughout the fall and winter. The tour shares a name with Blackpink's upcoming sophomore album, Born Pink, which is set for a September 16 release and has been preceded by the Billboard Global 200 chart-topping single, Pink Venom, which was released in August. Kinging off at, uh, on October 25th at the American Airlines Center in Dallas, the Born Pink World Tour will make stops in Houston, Atlanta, Chicago, and Newark, New Jersey, before wrapping its North American leg at the Bank of California Stadium in Los Angeles on November 19th. Less than two weeks later, Black Pink, which featured members Jisoo, Jenny, Rose, and Lisa, will resume the tour on November 30th and December 1st at the O2 in London, followed by shows in Barcelona, Paris, Berlin, and a concluding concert on December 22nd at the Ziggo Dome in Amsterdam. Fans can register for the Black... Uh, for the, the black um, Oh, no, I'm sorry. Fans can register for the Blink membership pre-sale at Blackpink's tour website. Tickets became available for the pre-sale on September 13th at 10 a.m. local time before the general sale begins on September 16th at 10 a.m. local time. At the 2022 MTV Video Music Awards last month, Blackpink, Blackpink took home its second-ever moon person, earning Best Metaverse Performance for Blackpink, the virtual, a virtual concert held in the, the Pugby mobile game from July 22nd to the 24th and July 29th through the 31st. During the ceremony, 25-year-old Lisa also became the first K-pop soloist to win a moon person as she took home Best K-pop for her debut single, single La Lisa which was released in September of 2021. After victories at the Creative Arts Emmy Awards ceremony this weekend, musician Adele, Eminem, Paul McCartney, and Ringo Starr are one step closer to reaching EGOT status. On Saturday, Adele scored her first Emmy Award in the Variety Special pre-recorded category for Adele One Night Only. Eminem won the Best Variety Special Live Award for his appearance at the Super Bowl halftime show this year, while McCartney and Starr both received an Emmy in the documentary nonfiction category for their role as producer of The Beatles' Get Back. 
All four musicians who were already winners of Oscars and Grammys before Saturday are now just one award shy of earning the coveted EGOT status, which, which uh, should they be able to earn themselves a Tony Award in the future. Chris Martin says Coldplay, Music of the Spear, World Tour almost got cold, called off because of a big financial crisis. Currently in the middle of their mammoth jolt, uh, jaunt in support of their ninth studio album, the Paradise Hitmakers are lucky it happened at all and are grateful the run was saved and they could sustain the losses. Frontman Chris Martin said, quote, it became financially stressful, which we hadn't had before. We never had a big financial crisis. This was the first time where there was a point where we couldn't do the tour due to all the money stuff. But luckily we had some help, and they saved the day, and we did a few changes here and there. This tour was about trying new things, and some of them worked and some don't. We are so lucky that we can survive and sustain losses, and that's okay, unquote. The fantastical show that ended up with C's, uh Chris and co-performed with Alien Mask and with the fictional puppet band, The Weirdos. However, the Yellow Hitmakers had, has admitted his bandmate, drummer Will Champion, has to rein in some of his more wacky ideas. And the boss is back, and so is John Stewart. Bruce Springsteen and the former Daily Show host Stewart are returning to Lincoln Center to once again help headline the Stand Up for Heroes fundraiser supporting wounded, ill, and injured veterans and their families. Comedians Eliza Schelsinger, Hassan Minhaj, and Jeff Ross Folk band The Lumineers and Broadway star Amber Iman are also slated to perform at the November 7 event, organizers announced Wednesday. Stand Up for Heroes will kick off the 2022 New York Comedy Festival, which uh, presents the uh, fundraising event with the Bob Woodruff Foundation. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, this year marks the 16th edition of Stand Up for Heroes, which Springsteen and Stewart regularly perform at. The Woodruff uh, Foundation aims to find, fund, shape, and accelerate equitable solutions for veterans and others in the military community, with Stand Up for Heroes raising more than $65 million since its launch in 2007. This year, Stand Up for Heroes will be held at the Lincoln Center David uh, Giffen Hall. And Justin Bieber has suspended the rest of his Justice World Tour to focus on his health. A day after he posted photos from his Brazil performance at the Rock and Rio Festival, he told TMZ he was canceling the remaining 70 shows scheduled through March 2023 in South America, Asia, Australia, New Zealand, and Europe. The tour has first been beset by delays due to the pandemic. Then the 28-year-old singer began touring in March, but postponed the North American leg in early June after being diagnosed with Ramsey-Hunt syndrome, which caused facial paralysis. The rare condition occurred when the shingle virus hits a facial nerve near the ear, shutting down facial movement. On Tuesday, he chronicled his attempt to get better and resume his tour. After, afterwards, though, he hit a wall. In a statement obtained by TMZ, Bieber said, quote, I performed six live shows, but it took a real toll on me. This past weekend, I performed at Rock and Rio and gave everything I have to the people in Brazil. And after getting off stage, the exhaustion overtook me, and I realized I need to make my health the priority right now. So I'm going to take a break from touring for the time being. I'm going to be okay, but I need time to rest and get better. I've been so proud to bring the show and our message of justice to the world. Thank you for your prayers and support throughout all of this. I love you all passionately, unquote. And celebrity dermatologist Dr. Arnold Klein, who counted Michael Jackson as a patient, used to trade drugs for invitations to exclusive parties. That's what the singer ex-wife alleged in a new documentary. Debbie Rowe, who was a nurse on Klein's staff, claimed people would ask Klein to write prescriptions to be used as party favors, according to the TMZ special, Who Really Killed Michael Jackson, airing 
Tuesday night. Klein, who died in 2015 at the age of 70, worked with Jackson for more than 25 years, and this is according to the USA Today. Roe married Jackson in 1996, and his mother is two eldest kids, 25-year-old Prince and 24-year-old Paris. They divorced in 1999. Klein later denied rumors that Prince was his biological son via sperm donation, and Jackson, a 13-time Grammy winner who hits include Billie Jean and Smooth Criminal, died in 2009 at the age of 50. A coroner ruled that Jackson died with acute uh, propofol intoxication. Conrad Murray, a personal doctor of Jackson, was jailed for two years on an involuntary manslaughter conviction. He had told investigators that he gave Jackson the substance to help him sleep. Klein was reportedly cleared by federal drug agents during the investigation. And Little Baby has returned with a new offering for fans. On Friday, September 2nd, the Drip Too Hard rapper released a new single called Detox and his music video as he announced a new album. In the visual, which he co-directed with Ivan Berrios, Baby can be seen operating a chaotic brokerage. Some points in the footage show the MC doing his side hustle, including boxing and becoming a yoga instructor. A few hours the music video released, Baby confirmed the title and release date for his new album on Instagram, sharing the cover art for his upcoming project. He declared, it's only me, 10-14-22. No, it's been a long time coming, but I'm coming harder and harder. Hashtag worth the wait. Baby made the excitement announcement around one week after wrapping up his One of Them Ones tour with Chris Brown. They kicked things off on July 15 in Raleigh, North Carolina, and concluded the outing in Las Vegas on August 27. Music aside, the hip-hop artist just had something to celebrate recently as he debuted a new documentary called Untrapped, the story of Little Baby. It premiered on August 26. It follows the rapid journey to stardom. Well, that's going to do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Make sure you stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.